on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Welcome to High Tide. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. And Shimano, tomorrow's tackle today. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin. One pound to put in Mama's fridge Where the wobbler and the dragonfly Knew us like they knew the river bend But as sure as tins go rusty This boyhood story had to end And a very good morning, everybody. It's six minutes after four. Welcome along to the High Tide program. Hope you're doing well. Mikey James loved hearing Apple Pie. The song radio announcers called the bathroom song because you can go to the bathroom and take your time, go and make some dinner. Um, American Pie, you can almost go out and bake a dinner. Hope the op goes well, my friend. Hope the op goes well. Good luck to you. Everybody else, good morning. Welcome along to the program. Should be a ripper of a program today. Kieran Riki. Yes, you're sir. looking bright and chirper. Well, I am. I am smart little chappy, happy chappy, happy chappy. No, happy. It's chappy. always good when the boss is a happy and chappy. As uh, our special guest this morning has become a, a regular permanent, um, a regular permanent, a regular permanent, permanent regular, <laughs> casual permanent, <laughs> Captain well, Peter Sayer. Hello, <laughs> just to drop in, drop boy. But I'm happy because I got a coffee in my hand. Too true, too true. And we're happy to have you in. The uh, the knowledge and, and information that you hand out is awesome. And we'll talk. I'll will be a couple of spots in the program today where we're going to have a chat about some tips that you can give, especially for people that we all. I suppose we all want to go um, to the reef at some stage. I think it's part of being an Australian. It's that 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 big box to tick. But what is the reality wait of a, doing wait that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everybody gets a reef. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Yes, we're not going to be talking about that type of reef. But, uh, <laughs> we're talking about the Great, Bav, the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. And, you know, it's probably known better overseas than it is in Australia. Um, anyone that comes from America, that's the thing to see. It's a bit like under the pyramids or something like that. And that's the seventh wonder of the world, the Great Barrier Reef. And we underestimate it here in Australia. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, we know that it's changing. Whether you believe in climate change or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, we know that there are sections of the reef that aren't doing so well, and there are other sections of the reef that are doing very, very well. Magically well. Now, I've seen areas uh, spring back to life, like... Mm. I wouldn't have dived there in the past, <laughs> but now I'm back there quite regular. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it strange? And that's that. That's one of the beauties of it. So we can find out from you what to expect and and how should you prepare uh, for going out to the reef? Because you are a long way offshore. At the end of the day, it's not just you don't just hop on a surfboard, have a couple of paddles, and you're there. Actually, you can in some places. In some places, yeah. <laughs> in some places you can. But no, I I do specialise, I guess, in being you know, six hundred miles offshore and. Um, a little bit closer in occasion, we were only sitting 400 miles offshore. <laughs> what a job. What yeah, a job. What but, a life. Yeah, but don't forget it's you know, um, the rules and regulations that apply to the various areas. Like, and I've been with you, offending my arms have got tied. Lines in, lines out, lines in, lines <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. Trolling up and down the coast can be trying. Trying. <laughs> Very trying. <laughs> Mr. Riki, yes. people are heading out today. Have you got the tides there? Well, I have got the tides there today. And uh, what day is it today? Sunday Co- all day. Yeah. Is it called the 4th of February? It is called the 4th of February. Well, high tide was at 3.45 this morning, 1.46 of a metre here at Sydney Harbour. Low tide will be at 1027.74 of a metre. Another high at 406, 1.16. They're not very big tides today. And the next low will be at 2155, which is 955.69 of a metre. There you go. They're the tides. And they will be very similar all the way up and down the case. They don't change much, Pete. No, it's um, not like trying to organise something out of Mackay where we've got seven metre tides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up round Darwin, yeah, you know, thirty-three foot. I do, I do note maybe a word of caution though. There's a very heavy southerly swell running, so if you're thinking about going rock fishing, maybe try off the rocks at Parramatta. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, around Lake Parramatta. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was quite big out there yesterday, three to four metre. And though we, we were talking yesterday about the period, you know, being reasonable. Yeah, it wasn't that reasonable, especially when the wind kicked up and the wind wasn't really going the direction of the swell, which makes it fun. Look, <clears throat> when you talk to people like Alec Lissimo and Phil... Um, uh, who used to be at Shimano, moved up to Coffs Harbour. These guys are super, super experienced at rock fishing. And they'll always find, and we mentioned it yesterday, you can find places that you can rock fish. Hmm. Right? But you need to be very experienced at it. And even the experienced people get washed in. I mean, I was fishing... Uh, Many years ago with Stinker and Shuey, and we were up at Fingal Bay, and Shuey got washed in, you know, uh, off the rocks. It's just one of those things. It's, it's, it's very easy done. Back in the day, when we were called rock hopping, uh, spear fishing, uh, I can very, very clearly remember. Uh, three of us went in and the seas got up a bit more and trying to get back into those rocks was going to be near impossible and I, I managed to make it in then had to go and get hold of a boat to go back and pick my mates up that were out there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was about in off the shoreline, then about a three-mile run, I suppose, and I got hold of a boat. And well, it's, but, yeah. yeah, and when you talk about it, it's more than just turning up to get walk under the rocks. You've got to know the type of area you're walking onto the type of shoe that you should be wearing to that various area. And not just that. I think if you look at the way surfers conduct themselves, right, you can you can learn a lot from that. Generally, if I go down surfing, I'll put my wetsuit on, I'll grab my board, I'll go down to the beach, and I will stand there and I'll watch and I'll count the, the number of waves in the set, I'll work out which ones are the strongest, which ones are the weakest, what the water's doing as a result of that. And I might sit there for 10, 15 minutes before I go in the water just to make, usually because I'm trying to find where the best wave is, but by the same token... You're trying to find out where the wave is that's going to catch you out. So before you go and and drop your line in, just take five or ten minutes, sit back and look at the water. We've always recommended about 20 minutes on the sit up on the headland and, as you said, yep. have a look at them, have a look at the formation, the way they're coming. Where's the biggest ones coming? I think it used to be on an average about the 7th. I think, is that about right, Pete? Waves about, do come in groups of seven, yes, you're yeah. right. The, the yeah. seventh one's the one that'll knock you over. Yeah. Uh, but life jackets also. Mm. Um, I believe they're mandatory in New South Wales these days. So, so. <laughs> Isn't it funny? They have to be mandatory what, what, to we, use we all common come, sense. We, we come in here laughing and smiling and happy, and now we're talking about the doom and gloom. Doom Being and careful. gloom. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry gentlemen. Well, what we'll do, <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll pop up to uh, Lake Macquarie, have a chat with Brad Ekman, who was out on the water yesterday, mm. so we'll find out how things went for him right will, after this break. Will you be able to go to that machine and get a weather update, check to see if the weather's been yes. updated? Yeah, the, you know what that machine's called? computer the internet oh. <laughs> imitators come and go but there is only one john laws mr hunt will replace the former minister susan lee who's been forced to resign over her travel expenses absolutely stupid lady and greedy in the extreme Centrelink are comparing a fortnightly figure with a yearly figure and clearly they're going to get discrepancies they're asking you to go away and prove something from six years ago that they already know and until you can prove otherwise you've got to pay the debt what he's saying is that i'm a cheat and a liar because they're saying well you prove that what we've got is not correct so in other words you're guilty until you can prove yourself innocent instead of the other way around i can't believe it you must be short of money you poor bugger you've never worked in january in your life god you're an awful man you're really an awful man if if we can call you a man i think you sound like an emasculated goose actually you're keeping the dream alive the john lewis show weekdays from 9am on 2sm hey you Right now you're listening to a radio ad about DAB Plus Radio on the radio. Think about it. It's like the cells inside your brain that's inside your head that's on top of your body are informing you that you can listen to this station in digital quality on a DAB Plus radio for free or on a smart speaker. Discover the auditory awesomeness of more radio within the radio. 
Search DAB Plus and listen now. You'll see more of Australia in less time when you travel by plane with Outback by Air. Yet a fraction of the time it would take you by road, Outback by Air will fly you to destinations you'll never forget and you'll probably never see again. What you will cover in a week on Outback by Air, all-inclusive tour, would take you up to a month or more to do in a motorcar. Check the packages and destinations available at outbackbyair.com.au or you can phone 1300-310-503. Introducing... The all-electric seven-seat Kia EV9. Silence never felt so loud. Visit kia.com.au to find out more. Kia, movement that inspires. Easy Mortgages offers flexible home loans to suit whatever stage you're at. Whether you're buying a home, investing, renovating or refinancing, they'll help you compare and save. Easy Mortgages lends quickly and easily, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Visit the website, key in your details and get an answer within 24 hours. Go to easymortgages.com.au or call 1300-003-003. Australian Credit Licence Number 535100. This is 2SM Sydney. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. And we should point out, no Mr. Blake uh, today. Mr. Blake went off to uh, watch Jersey Boys or something like that yesterday. So he's having a a well-earned rest. (laughs) A well-earned rest. They have updated the forecast for Broken Bay to Port Hacking. It looks this way. Winds north to northeasterly, 15 to 25 knots, reaching up to 30 knots in the evening. Seas, 1.5 metres, increasing to 1.5 to 2.5 metres during the morning. The swell will be southerly, 2 metres metres decreasing to 1.5 during the morning then in decreasing to around a metre during the afternoon. Seconds will be will be a northeasterly and that'll be around one metre. Up around the Gold Coast region for uh, Cape Morton up to Point Danger you're looking at easterly 10 to 15 knots so a bit calmer up there. Seas below one metre a southerly around one metre inshore increasing to a one to two metre offshore swell and mostly clear through out the day. Brad Ekman from Renegade Blue Water Charters, you went out yesterday. Yeah, you, you're with me on this uh, this whole thing about the period not quite being 12? Yes, absolutely. Bit lumpy? Yep. Yep. Yeah, why don't you go out today, that's for sure. <laughs> You've had enough. <laughs> you had enough. How did you go anyway? Uh, I caught a few trag and it was a little bit quiet, it was anyway, but it's a few nice trag around. We got a few of them yesterday, probably half a dozen nice ones, and that was about it. Nice, nice. Yeah, a little bit sort of tough going, but anyway, yeah. How's the how's the lake been fishing? Yeah, it's been all right, that's for sure. Like, yeah, especially around the sand islands, like, there's a lot, a lot of nice uh, whiting around the Swansea Channel area at the moment, and um, still a lot of tailor around. There's a million tailor, like, you see them busting up everywhere, just down in the middle of the lake, and a lot of bait spills around. You can, on the sounder and that, it's, yeah, the tailor have been really good, and um, flathead, and, yeah, they've been around, but a bit tougher. They're not biting as much at the moment. I don't know why, but, yeah, there have been a few nice ones still, but just, yeah, it's just sort of a bit hit and miss at the moment. The ones that are biting, what are they taking? Um, I'm getting them on bait and lures at the moment, like, the old soft plastics are killing it, obviously. They sort of always do, but, um, yeah, just like a bit of fresh bait, you know, if you're bait fishing anyway, yellowtail or mullet fillet. Yeah. Yeah, they're sort of getting them, usually when you're fishing for brim. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's been a, been a few caught, but they're sort of yeah, a little bit patchy at the moment anyway, I guess, hit and miss, but there are like, plenty of good ones out there. You've got to let them all go over seven years. Plenty of that you've got to let go at the moment. So, yes, um, yes. Always away. Yeah, it's amazing. You're dragging this this beautiful fish that's you can almost put a saddle saddle on, but it's it's got to be a release job. 
Yeah, that's right. 71 centimetres and it's, or 70 centimetres and over and you've got to let them go. So, you know, if you haven't been fishing for a month or so and you sort of catch one of them and it's like, you've got to let it go, you still go home empty-handed. How is the uh, shark situation uh, in the in the lake? I know there's been a couple of hammerheads spotted and I believe there was even a bull shark spotted at one stage the other day. Yeah, I don't know. I've been quite a few hammerheads around lately. Like, there's a Lots of hammerheads in the lake. The water's so warm and the place is alive. It's fish, so yeah, the hammerheads are around at the moment and they're pretty active. You see them, you see them all the time. And some of them are, you know, the ones I've seen lately have been up to three metres long. So there's some pretty good sized ones there anyway for the lake anyway. But they're an interesting, interesting species then to look at the the hammerhead shark. Oh yeah, you know. Um, Pete? Very interesting. I've seen one very up close and personal once and it hit me fair in the ribs and knocked the wind out of me. Really? Absolutely, yeah. place called, believe it or not, Shark Reef. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, I don't think about that one for half a heartbeat. <laughs> um, the shark had she, I was uh, photographing and some guys were fishing off the back of the boat. The hammerhead had just bitten a small whaler in half that the guys had hooked up on. Um, oh, wow. Swallowed that hole and then headed off and then seen me on the bottom, not too far from the anchor chain, and it it just raced straight at me. I'd done one swerve and hippy hippy the first time. I got the camera up for the second time and it done a U turn. So yeah, it um they got some force but in it. So it just charges you like a bull. It was all over in three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you thought you were going to you know, look at its eye and gouge its eye and you know, press on the soft part of the nose and do that sort of stuff, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, it might have, might have been lost in the cloud of um, something I left behind, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so the tip, Bradley, the tip, Bradley, you stay in the boat. Yeah. Oh. All right. yeah. <laughs> having, having said that, though, I've been with other hammerheads. I've seen with schooling hammerheads, but it might have been 30, 40, and they just paid no yeah, attention to me. Yeah, they're not in that no attention to frenzy yep. mentality. Yeah, yeah, just that one. Bradley, if people want to book with you, how do they go about doing it? Uh, they can just give us a buzz, uh, 0437-389-097, or send us a message on our social media on Facebook or Instagram. should jump on your social media anyway and just get jealous of all the fish that uh, the photos <laughs> you keep posting. I'll have to put some more on there. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Take it easy, Bradley. We'll look forward to chatting with you next weekend. Thank you, Grant. Have a nice day, gentlemen. There all is right. Brad Ekman from Renegade Blue Water Charters up there at Lake Macquarie. A really nice boat kisser. It is a nice toy. I, I know the boats. I know the manufacturer. We used to have one um, way back in the early 90s. Mm. Mm. Very, very good stepper craft. Stepper. They've yeah, no, been around for a long while. Um, yeah. Now there's, some, there's some good boats in amongst yeah. them. Dad, uh, and the, Dad and the boys. Yeah, if you look at the amount of glass they put into them compared to some other boats, uh, they're very heavy built and uh, Australian manufacturer. Good on them. Keep going. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. On the other side of this, we're going to head down the south coast and catch up with Ross O'Brien. Stick around. This is High Tide. In 2024, 2SM has Sydney talking. If you'd like to raise a topic, you've come to the right place. We're all in this. 13 12 69, the telephone number. Richard King has Sydney talking. Our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, who's on the line. Good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning. Brent Bultitude has Sydney talking. It's all fine and dandy for the Treasurer and the Prime Minister to turn around and say, look what we're doing. Toothless Tiger stuff, unfortunately. Talking sport has Sydney talking. It's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> you Pat? Gary Stewart has Sydney talking. Thank you, Gary, for putting me on the show. My pleasure, Love thank it. you. In 2024... John Laws will continue to keep the dream alive. That's a bit of what is on my mind, so I'd like to know what's on yours. Pick up the telephone and tell us all about it. In 2024, 2SM has Sydney talking. Today I'm talking to Tracy, who is one of Arbor Vitae's many happy customers. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arbor Vitae and what for? I'm a cake maker by trade and suffered with sore hands for years, which is a common issue for my fellow bakers. They know how debilitating it is. A friend suggested I tried Arbor Vitae and I can't believe how well it's worked for me. What benefits have you noticed from Arbor Vitae? It was after my second bottle that I noticed the difference. My pain has all but disappeared. It's like a magic potion. 
I'm able to work with no pain, no stretch of the truth. It's worked so well for me. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thank you for your time, Tracy. Arborvitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arborvitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Visit arborvitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Because they specialise in strata complex unit and commercial building repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists that you can trust and you really can trust them. They're good. So if you do need repairs or you do need refurbishments or maintenance to your strata complex or unit or commercial building, Network Construction Services are the leaders in remedial building work. Call Steve, 98 It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au 2SM has Sydney talking. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 26 minutes after four, which means it's time to head down the south coast and catch up with Ross O'Brien. Good morning, Roscoe. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, guess what? My old mate turned up down at uh, Minamara. I oh, he heard the call out, so, did he, Nigel? Yeah, yeah, so I'm a little bit rusty this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it might be a bit of a blurred uh, report. Um yeah, no, it was good to see him. We had a bit of fun. I never went fishing. Um, his boat's too small for me. Um, well, based on yesterday, uh, Ross, basically you could just throw, go and throw a line in anywhere and be guaranteed of catching something. Yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Um, you know, like a lot of the guys I talk to have been fishing there for years, so they know it. But obviously, people coming down, if you haven't got a boat, look at the safe side of things. Make sure the swell isn't there and stuff like that. And just think about what you're doing. Um, there's the hole behind the um, that's behind the pool, the rock pool. Um, it's quite good there. Um, it's one of the little mates up there's favourite spot. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be a worldwide recognised big man to get get out to the sand. The sand is quite close. You don't have to flicked at 3,000 miles, you know, okay. you just get a nice, get a nice, so it's good for the kids, if you can throw it in for them, they'll pick up some nice fish there. No drone I'd required. That. That's right, mate, it's just nice there, because you've got the point protecting you, the only time it plays up is when your nor'easter comes in, by that time everyone's had enough anyway, usually, Yeah. so, yeah, that, that, that would be a spot for newcomers. Uh, the other one is any of the beaches. Uh, Bombo Beach has been working well. Uh, Nine Mile Beach down the coast, um, down around Cheringong, it's been working well. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, you know, there's something for everyone. You can you can find fish anywhere around this area down here, and I think that's why it's so popular. And it's a great um, place. Like Jerigong's one of those great places, isn't it? Because you can sit there and you can study where the fish are. You can work out where all the uh, where all the where all the um, you know, the sandbars are situated. And the best place right. to do that's from the club at the top of the hill. Yeah, that's right. You can have a beer while you have it. <laughs> now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. And a, yeah, a steak and a beer. They, I'll tell you what. They they do the best prawns. They do the best prawns. I don't know where they get them from. They might get them off the local blokes, but they do a prawn thing down there, like a prawn platter, and it is really spectacular and very and reasonably priced too at the uh, Fisherman's Club. Yeah, nice. And dip. another thing too, Fisherman's Club, you can sit there and look at the corner uh, and see if there's any boats in there, and just take a mark off 
where they are and then go down there the next day and clean it out. Spoken like a true commercial fisherman. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, 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 it's good fun, that one. And, you know, the beer is quite good there too, you know. Um, it's, uh, not that I drink it much now, but uh, I had enough yesterday. I don't want any more. <laughs> so they can switch off their AIS. You do, you, all you do is just go up to the club yeah. and just keep your permits Yeah, that's out right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and w- watch you out the window and see where the boats are handled, uh, you know. How are things yeah. looking further and just north? just take a couple of landmarks. <laughs> <laughs> how are things looking further north? Oh, good, mate. Yeah, that, that about the same as yesterday's report. Mm. Maybe there's not as many kingies around as what I thought there was. Um, they backed off a bit, apparently, at the gantry overnight, so maybe the boys have been hitting them at night. Um, around the back end of Blakey's Marina there too, mate, um, I don't know what the restrictions are there, how far you can go in and all that sort of thing, but I think at the direct entrance, I'd be... If, if it's possible, if you're allowed to, um, throw a bit of a line in there, particularly with the kids, because they haven't got far to throw it to get deep water. And um, they may pick a fish up, a nice-sized fish up from the bottom. They go in there and eat, mate. I mean, every boat's throwing fish heads in the water, aren't they? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, like, um, and the smell of the boats too attracts them. The noise of the motors attracts them. So, if I, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to actually fish from the marina wharf. Makes but I sense. think if you, yeah, but I think if you walk down the bottom to where it enters, where you went, where the boats enter, I think that's safe there, and I think you're allowed to. I know, I'm only saying that I'm not a hundred percent sure. So maybe ask someone before you go there. Uh, definitely, definitely worth a trip if you're allowed. Good report, Mr. Ross. Right. You go and take a Panadol and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. I've already took a packet of them, mate, and they aren't helping me. <laughs> take it easy, brother. All right, mate. I'll talk to you next week, guys. Bye. In 2024... 2SM has Sydney talking. If you'd like to raise a topic, you've come to the right place. We're all ears. 13 12 69, the telephone number. Richard King has Sydney talking. Our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, who's on the line. Good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning. Brent Bultitude has Sydney talking. It's all fine and dandy for the Treasurer and the Prime Minister to turn around and say, look what we're doing. Toothless Tiger stuff, unfortunately. Talking sport has Sydney talking. It's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> on you, Pat. Gary Stewart has Sydney talking. Thank you, Gary, for putting me on the show. My pleasure. Well, Thank you. In 2024... John Laws will continue to keep the dream alive. That's a bit of what is on my mind, so I'd like to know what's on yours. Pick up the telephone and tell us all about it. In 2024, 2SM has Sydney talking. For those high-rise and difficult access painting jobs, Skyhook Painting is the answer. Instead of using costly and unsightly scaffolding, Skyhook's expert tradesmen will abseil down your building, preparing and painting the surface as they go. So if you've got a high-rise or difficult access painting job, get in touch with Skyhook Painting. Go to skyhookpainting.com.au or phone 0449 849. Nine four nine. What happens when you turn up every dial on tomorrow's SUV? When the power of imagination merges technology and performance? When you take an SUV and give it a sleek, sporty design? A trim that takes it up a notch? And now with Blue Link connectivity with your compatible device? Hyundai Tucson Enline. Tomorrow's SUV taken to the next level. Blue Link T's and C's apply. Visit hyundai.com.au or your local showroom today. Imagine that. Hyundai. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. 
There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au. 2SM, Sydney's Talking, 2SM 1269. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 25 minutes away from 5 at 5 o'clock, we'll update the news and we'll take a look at the offshore weather for you as well. Kieran. Yes, sir. How about we have a chat to Bobby Dean? And find out what's happening in the world. You just he... want to find out if he's been to Oberon. You asked the same question yesterday. I did ask him that question yesterday because he does often wander up over the mountains. And, and the answer to that question was, good morning, Bobby? It was no. <laughs> I, I want to I see you up there in around July. Been there, done that. Nothing. <laughs> you are, kid. <laughs> The rain, the snow. Uh, that's about as, as clean as I could say to you, Grant. All right, mate, I'm with you. I, 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 Pete, I'll tell you, I, years ago, I set up by some friends. They said, let's go fishing, let's go fishing. And it was June, uh, July-ish time. So we all hop in the car at ridiculous o'clock in the morning. We all head up to, we're going to Oberon. I've never been so cold in my entire life. No, when it gets to the cold, I'll just sit there and shiver that. and want to get home. Say again, Bobby? There's some better alternatives to that, mate. You drive to Oberon, um, you wait for the pub to open. <laughs> has, it, has it got an open fire? They do. Uh, I'm sold on that one. That's where I'll be. <laughs> yeah, there's another good one out of Black Springs too. But it is pretty country. Like there's uh, the Fish River and then on the way down there is some of the old towns to call yeah. into and have a look at. You go to Janolan Caves and... Yeah, you know, I, I, by booking only. I jest, but I, I do like it. I do like it for a you know, special treat. I don't want to, to live there, but to go for a drive in the, the old yeah. pubs. And so many of those old pubs have got such history in there, including fishing history or hunting, you know, that sort yep. of stuff. It's I find it fascinating. The old RSL clubs usually have a bit of um, that sort of stuff around. I can stand there for hours and read the stuff that's in some of those places. Yeah. Anyway, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, there was uh, three game fishing competitions being held this weekend and they've been rudely interrupted. I've just seen a post from Lake Macquarie. Uh, you know, strong wind warning, so today's fishing will be cancelled. No doubt uh, the Jess Sam's tournament out of Ulladulla, which is a great tournament to fish. I've fished it several times. Um, and the Coffs Harbour tournament. I mean, there was 30-odd boats yesterday. You know, every couple of hours you'd hear the sked on the phone. Done live, so you know. There, there and and there's been a good run of fish out of Coffs Harbour this this week as well. Let me tell you, the good yeah, run of the yeah, the pelagic front. Oh, pretty quiet. Good, few good. mackerel, few wahoo, few dolphin fish, uh, few blue marlin. Yeah, well, the boys, the boys from uh, Moe's had fished during the week, and had um, been offshore, and they said. You know, the good run of marlin spotted and uh, mackerel had turned up. And, and a few Spanish too. Yeah. I've always said that the fish come on the bite before a storm. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's that side of it. Oh, there was a sailfish caught down off in the rumour too, apparently, during the week. So, that, you know, that's a pretty rare. Yeah, a bit unusual. I off Sydney in the 80s. But, uh, you know, I've caught them up at Southwest and that. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway, on the freshwater side of things, there's fishing for natives is extremely good, Kieran. Yeah, yep. The snowies are fishing well, whether it's uh, Jindabyne, Yukamine or Tantagara, they're all fishing well. Uh, got no reports out of Burrenjuk, very hard place to find. Not many of my fish, mates fish it. Wyangler's fishing well. Uh, ben Shifley's fishing well. Burrenong. All fishing well for natives. Um, Oberon is you know, going pretty well. 
Lake Lyle has been a few of the big old broodstock being caught in that 60 to 70 centimetre range. So they're, they're cracking fish, mate. You're talking that three to four kilo range. It's yeah. just the hot Lamy out of Tamworth and from Canberra. Canberra bloke said it's just gone off the boil a bit because of the change of the the weather a bit, but still yeah, a that, heap of fish bad. being caught. But the boys out of Tamworth said the uh, the trout fishing has dropped right off, you know, because they got some really hot days out there. Yeah, yeah, the fish go in, you know. Yep. Yes, that shut down, mate. I've seen it here. I saw fish a couple of spots in on the Fish River. One in particular was a pretty tough old drive in, um, you know, in, in the height of summer. Yep. There was only one way to fish it, and that was wet wade up the middle of the river where you could. Isn't Talk about the Fish River. As you're heading out west, uh, if you, um, isn't there an old an old town down down there on the Fish River? I thought I, I keep having this picture in my head of an old two-story pub <coughs> down there that had a, a lot of history in it. Oh, um, geez! Yeah, now you're scratching the brain box, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A, you know, you've got and a few other little places, but it, it, it was it's just a very picturesque river like that. Macaulay's—they mm. all fish extremely well. The last since all that rain has given. You know, and COVID and that wasn't that much fishing pressure, so the fish grew quite well. Um, see, the thing is, too, now there'll be a few natives pushing up into the Fish River. Um, they stock natives up in the upper Turon. You know, cod, and apparently they're going to start uh, stocking trout cod in the Turon and possibly the fish. And that's good. Yeah. It'll be uh, very interesting the next few years. Yeah, well, whether we're going to continue to get a good run of fish or not. But... Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you, know. you know, when I don't know whether we're getting the breeding cycle running quick enough as against the immigration. You know, when they, they yeah. say we're going to get a million people a year into the country... I don't think we're getting the fish available. Oh, yeah, but um, look, a, a lot of the fish now stop um, because you know there's very little natural recruitment. It's fine if there's no fishing pressure whatsoever, but uh, you know when there is, well, um, you know, you know, it's it's nice to know there's you know, like most most years in Oberon they're putting five to ten thousand cod and yellowbill in. Yeah, what I was going to say is it's, it's nice to know that there's things such as green zones and no-take zones around some locations because that means you never get 100% taken out and you've always got somewhere else that'll resupply uh, if we realise that we've overfished an area. You know, so be, if it got to a, a stage where it was an absolute disaster because of the number of fish that were taken, hopefully there's enough in place that we say, all right, now it's time to to stop this, restock it, and bring nature back for a while. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, pro non-fishing, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if it come to it, we'd have to be able to resupply. So we, we, you know, hopefully the uh, um, fisheries and like uh, all over the world would hope um, have their eye on that. So as if they see stocks getting that low that they're in uh, critical danger, <coughs> that we can stop the fishing and uh, let it resupply and have something for generations. Well, look at the problem we had with the wastage from the beach hauling. Oh, that's, yeah. You know, had to happen. A classic, a classic um, example of what you're talking about there, Peter, is Southern Bluefin China. Yeah, they're, they're making it coming back, aren't they? Oh, it is a very viable commercial fishery now. There's no, no um, persaining and or, and or polling boats. Everything is caught long line. Um, and treated with the utmost of care because it's just too valuable. I was over in the Solomon Islands recently and you, you look at the uh, Chinese fishing fleets over there and 
there's just no way it can be sustainable by what I'm looking. I guess there's, there's better scientists. I'm, I'm not a scientist. I was going to say better scientists than me, but there's, hopefully there's scientists looking at it. But um, And it's not just the Chinese. There's there's so many countries that have got what we call factories <laughs> Oh yeah, because that's what they are. They They're are just factories. processing and harvesting at sea. There's not, there's not a um, – you know, it's, it's interesting. I was watching a documentary on, on the, one of the, this, uh, the captains of one of those boats, and I suppose there is still an element – of fishing in it, but gee, it's a very, very thin line. When, when you're dropping a Poseidon net that's got a one-mile diameter yeah. in it and the, you see the tenders the size of small ships, um, <coughs> it's a lot. But now if you go back to the 1970s when we had the Japanese longliners out yeah. here uh, working beside the Australian catch... Um, but the Japanese longliners were getting fuel excise because they're from overseas. They could have said stop that. It was very hard to keep them outside the 200-mile mark. They dragged the nets through Darwin there for the prawns and killed all the prawning for 12 months under the heading of uh, Bob Hawke. Well, I, rem- uh, I remember. I when- remember, uh, you know, I was up there at the time and the local commercial which is mainly all Greek boats, uh, they were complaining about the Japanese fleet had come in, dropped the chains, pulled the, the ocean floor for all the things, and they, ring, and they said, <clears throat> you know, oh, no, made a complaint, and uh, Bob, to the government, and Hawke said, oh, well, yes, we'll, uh, we'll send a boat. No, what about a plane? Oh, no, not sending a plane out there. Might, might catch them. <laughs> yeah, they, they call them they call them the uh, tickler chains that go down. But what they actually do is they'll pass over roof dragging chains, smash up the reef, so all the fish come around to have a feed, and then they'll turn around and come back with a net. Yep, and that's that fishery gone. Once, it, once the habitat's gone, that's the end of it. Shut the fishing for twelve months. Hmm. Yeah, but like you got in the freshwater side of things, so-called um, environmental flows. You know, they they put ice cold water down in spring and in breeding season. This is, you know, people like Plebisec and, and company with their environmental flows, which is exactly, it does exactly opposite what they think it does. You know, when they start using a bit of science, and well, i got to remember that water that's stored in the dam was put there for a reason. That's for ir- extra water for irrigation. Mm. You know, not only do they kill the environment, they kill the economy too. Anyway. Yeah. That's enough whinging and bitching about. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of history. A little bit of history for people. Hopefully we learn by the history. Yeah, you, you learn by mistakes. When you fall down, you learn not to. Yes, then. <laughs> what do you got planned for this week, Bobby? Uh, now that I'm boat free, might be a little trip to Oberon. Uh, see, Kieran's got a smile on his face now. I don't know what his yeah, obsession with Oberon is. About 18 degrees up there this morning. It'd be a heat wave. What would they be? They'd have the air conditioners on up there, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, but hang on. You look at the bomb, you know, it's a heat wave warning. It was forecast for 27 degrees the other day. Yeah. And, and then you, and you see uh, a marine heat wave warning. Like, I know you, Peter, you've been around a fair while, mate. I've seen 28, 29 degrees water temp off Port Stevens in February, March. Yep. This is the inner club. That's correct. That's on shortly. Uh, it has happened before. It will happen again. It's like the so-called bleaching of the coral reef. You know, whether it's a virus or whatever goes through, um, could be. But in 12, 18 months, that reef is coming back pretty much, you know. It's coming back nice. Yes, a gentleman by the name of Peter Ridd up in North used to work for the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority uh, up until the stage that he got sacked for telling what he thought was the truth. Well, yeah, you history. can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> no, but it doesn't, it doesn't agree with their, their agenda. No, that's it. And one of the interesting things he said, like, we never knew about Crown of Thorns until we found them. Hmm. <laughs> the reef had been there a long while beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's always that prize clown saying on, on Facebook, you know. I give him a comment, and he come back, and I come back and say, "Well, how much research you done on it?" Because I've been involved with tagging and the like, pepperel and game fishing clubs for years. No reply. No, no. Yeah, this is typical of people uh, with an agenda. Mm-hmm. Bob, um, there's a problem. That the problem lies there. They can't reply because they don't know. 
They don't have the knowledge. You right, Kieran, but, you know, don't get... Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, mate. I always like the um, the comment they always do. After full public consultation, we've decided to do what we set out to do in the first place. Yes, yeah. Complete <laughs> and utter waste of time. Complete and utter waste of time. listen to the minority groups. You know, they don't listen to people like Laurie and, and other professionals. The been there, done that, are on there. They, they understand what is happening. You know? And why. Yeah, but, like, you've got this <coughs> reduction in mackerel catches in Queensland. But to so actually talk to the fishermen and find out why they're not catching as many, other than the fact that, you know, 70% of what they hook, they feed to the natives. One of the problems is well, they wrote a scientific paper which is peer-reviewed, and young scientists that are up and coming sit there and listen to that peer-reviewed paper and are scared to step outside of that guideline. What they really need to do is also consider the history that went there, and they probably need a historian that's lived on the farm or the ocean and has seen what's gone on over years and years and had it passed down from their great-grandfather to their father to their mother and right down through the field. History needs to be matched with science. And I, I think one of the biggest uh, things, particularly with science at the moment, I know when we were talking about the wind farms, uh, proposed wind farms in uh, the New South Wales coast, I contacted some marine biologists over in the United States because they'd all been through that because on the east coast of the US there, there's wind farms there and there's lots of debate on, on what's going on. Not one of them would touch it. Not one of them would come on and talk to it because they were... Did you see what happened with climate change? We're going to shut our mouths. Yep. You know, and that's, that's so counterproductive to what science is about. And remember, it was global warming, mm. and now it's climate change. Yeah. And it was the... Yeah, well, uh, they couldn't convince people in that, on that regard. But, look, it is changing. That always has, always will. In another 15,000 years, I'll be winching because they're freezing. You know? <laughs> you this, know, this, uh, this is a whole other subject, you know? isn't it? Yeah, and there'll, there'll be one guy standing there with his cap on, his fishing rod in his hand, going, "I'm Bobby Dean. I'm, I'm, I don't worry about this cold. I've been to Oberon. I'm sweet." <laughs> See you, Bobby. Have a good week, Cheers, gentlemen. <laughs> Bobby Dean, there. It is. It. it, it I just feel that you know. It, it, we should be encouraging scientists to give, even if we don't agree with their view. Encourage them, encouraging them to come forward, write papers, have them peer-reviewed uh, and not scaring them off like we've done with the climate change debate because, you know, the average person sitting at home, they've got no idea whether climate change is real or not. But the trouble is with a, a peer-reviewed paper, it's taken now as being hard and fast. It's not. That's... But, but we don't know what we don't know until we know it. Mm. If you if you've got a, if you've got an idea, if I believe that white paper can automatically catch fire and explode on its own, that's a hypothesis. Sorry, that's a theory. And no, that's a hypothesis. And then when I can prove that it, uh, time and time again that it can catch fire on its own, it becomes scientific theory. There's no scientific fact. The, is correct. the point <clears throat> correct? Because yeah. I ask you one question. Yeah. You talk about scientists. Are they scientists through actual activity, or are they scientists through the computer? Now I can tell you, so far as the Great Barrier Reef Park goes, there are scientists out there that are in the water All doing the job, and mm. they work very hard. Some people say, "Oh, they're just out there on holiday diving." Now I can tell you, they do work hard. They are very intelligent people. However, <laughs> so they know their product. They know their, their product, but I still go, they've still got to look into the history, and that's one thing they don't do. Um, or that's my belief anyway. Mm. I think I'm a total well, my belief. You know that fisheries here have used the American theory of what scientists in America have come up so many times to ban this and to ban that and restrict this and restrict that. You know, and it's nothing to do with the knowledge uh, from the local scientists. That they've used overseas stuff all the time. So one of the things, you've got to think where the money is coming from. And one thing you, you'll do if you set out to uh, find a problem and you're getting paid to find a problem, you'll never find that there wasn't a problem to start with. Yeah. Otherwise, you've just done yourself out yeah. of the job. First thing you do when you look at the <laughs> white paper is funded by who? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And that's that's due diligence. That's not being mean and, to them. It's and, just due diligence right. because and, there is human bias. Yeah, if, if you uh, go out to find it, there's a problem. Now, how are the fish docks? Is there a problem? 
Oh, sorry, what is the problem <laughs> as opposed to is there a problem? So what things? is the problem? Already told you there is one to find. Yes. So if you, you, you're automatically tainted by that rather yeah. than say, go and do a study on flathead for argument's sake. Yeah. Right? Then you walk into it. You don't know if there's a problem. You don't know if there's overstock. You don't know if it's understock. You don't know where it is. So you, you walk in with a more open mind. Exactly. Mm. Greener sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Go on, Kieran. Fire no, up. no, no. I, he took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and the fishermen funded it. The Recreational Fishing Trust Fund funded it for the. Uh, thanks, Shuey, um, for signing off that and giving the Greens all the money. And as Laurie Max said, and he'll be listening, he's got more in one of his Jewfish holes than what they reckon we're down to. (laughs) I can remember when the very first started, must have been the 1980s, or not 1990s it would have been, when they first started talking about grey nurse being extinct. And I was at a meeting, they said there's only five spots around Australia anymore of a grey nurse shark. And a couple of chaps sitting next to me, we all looked at each other and went, really? (laughs) (laughs) They're all all in our backyard. What a coincidence. What about the jaws that used to be hanging in all sports stores? Right? They were all... Grey nurse sharks because the teeth were outside yeah. and they're quite fierce looking. Yeah, you know. Um, whereas the ordinary shark, no, but the the grey nurse because his teeth are outside the jaw and, and quite ferocious, they they would sell more. They, they weren't really such a ferocious shark to dive with. No, no, no they, they weren't. But um, they had to be protected insofar as not go out and spear them because you could have very easily speared them out of existence. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and that's that's what you need to look at. There's two sides of the coin. Down at Naruma, I've been we've been diving down there with them, coming out with um, Daryl from down there, complete anger. And he, this is back in the nineties, and there's a hole out there where there's thirty grey nurse sharks, and they just go around just like being in an aquarium, and you just glide around, hang on to them, glide around in a circle, and what? Then Anzac Day comes, they're gone. And then they don't come back for months. But, no, fish have got more intelligence to put a tag in one of them. You know, let's find out where they go. Why do they go? You swim around hanging on to grey nurse sharks. It's a bit like parachuting, isn't it? I've You've got a perfectly good plane and we'll jump out of it. Being after sharks is not as dangerous as when I used to hunt crocodiles. Tell you what's dangerous, working alongside you, Kieran. I'm not Kieran. Stickers are coming out soon. We're going to take a break and be back with the news on the other side of this. Stick around. Laurie McAnally in the next hour. 131269.